0: Welcome to the Legally Speaking Podcast, presented by STBB. A conversation dedicated to answering your legal questions and a platform where our team of specialist attorneys share their expert advice and legal know-how with South Africans. In Fine Music Radio's Legally Speaking slot, brought to you by STBB, the big small firm, subject experts in various fields, demystify the law and explain legal concepts in layman's terms and we welcome this morning to legally speaking adam ishmael who's an executive consultant with sdbb adam good morning and welcome good morning So we're talking broad-based black economic empowerment, BBBEE, this morning. The pros and cons could be debated for hours depending on where one sits on this issue. But just define for us, will you, what BEE is. Does it still exist in South Africa and why?
1: Yeah, it's still very much alive and kicking. It's a very deliberate policy by government to ensure a sustained economic transformation It's been around since the early 2000s, sort of brought into law between 2005 and 2007. And I think when it was brought into existence back then, many of us thought it had a 10-year lifespan. We're now, you know, a good 17 years later, still in existence with no end in sight. And I think that's mainly due to the disappointment, I think, from government's perspective, particularly on what has been achieved in the economic transformation of uh, the business world in South Africa. No clear prediction that I can give you today on when it will end. I think the more pertinent debate is not when it should end, but does the current system work or does it need a bit of a refurbish or are we just being distracted by some of the bad aspects of BE, a lot of which we've seen in the State Capture Commission. Uh, That's distracting us from the actual true gains of BEE and that, in principle, it is still a good policy and concept.
0: Let's focus on the good side of BEE. Can you talk about some of the successes, the many successes that have made a positive difference to millions of South Africans and the economy? Yes, I think structurally South Africa chose a very good model.
1: For the economic transformation. So there's no legal requirement in South Africa that you have to do BE to do business here. So for for many multinationals who come in, it's almost a choice you have from a legal perspective. Or a moral point, maybe. Or a moral perspective, correct. But but I guess the primary driver is commerciality. So the, the way government has set the BE up, it says, well, if if you want to operate in certain fields, and it's mainly sort of regulated type sectors like mining, telecommunications, gaming, and the like, you have to have some sort of BE compliance to operate there. So I think that's the first good thing: is that it's it's not a it's not a sort of stick where we're beating people like we've seen maybe in Zimbabwe or Angola, where you can't. Pass, go, unless you've done some sort of BEE. And it's more carrot and stick approach to say, well, you know, there's an opportunity in South Africa if you're willing to comply with it. So I think that's the first good thing about it. The second good thing, I think, is is the sort of more balanced approach that's been taken with triple BEE. It's a balanced scorecard along five elements. Many people tend to just fixate on ownership, giving up your equity or your ownership of a business. But that's, that's a quarter of the scorecard. There's other elements, you know. There's elements of who, who runs and controls your company, who's your management. Are you developing your junior, middle, and senior management? Supply chain. Supply chain. Developing your suppliers and enterprise development, socioeconomic development. So it, it, it's a balanced scorecard and you get measured across all these elements and it depends on how hard and how far you exert yourself across this on how be compliant you become
0: and then the downside of bee is that certain individuals and organizations have selfishly um utilized it to their own benefit and even maybe in a criminal sense
1: yeah and and You know, I guess nowhere has that sort of been accentuated more than what we've seen in the State Capture Commission because the enabling legislation has created a platform for some of what we've seen there. But never confuse BE as the be all and end all for what's happened because what has happened there is laws were broken other than BE, you know, the type of sort of corruption and other criminal acts that we saw there and And I guess the fact that you know that there are bad people doing bad things mm. uh shouldn't necessarily demonize this whole concept that does have a good purpose behind it and And I guess another perspective on that is that a lot of the people that it was supposed to affect positively when this was enacted it it hasn't really touched it. It's really only benefited a very small minority of black people. There's been more indirect assistance to a broader group of people through education, bursaries, you know, enterprise development and the like. But for the most, it's been a very small group.
0: This is a complex issue that we could talk about all day, all week, possibly all month even. But we've been speaking to Adam Ishmael, an executive consultant with STBB, the big small firm in legally speaking. And Adam, you advise companies, don't you, and corporates on black ownership issues and how it can benefit everybody. How can our listeners contact you to get more insight um, on various aspects of the law?
1: Yeah, sure. So I'm based out in our Claremont office, so the switchboard number there is 021-673-4700, and um, you can ask for me or have a look at our website, stbb.co.za.
0: Those contact details again, 021-673-4700 or the website stbb.co.za. And we've been speaking to Adam Ishmael, Executive Consultant with STBB. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Legally speaking, this podcast has come to an end. Thanks for joining the conversation. And if you like what you're hearing, visit us at stbb.co.za for more info.